Coach Tony Elliott here. You can't win games without a great plan. When it comes to high-speed internet, I've got my winning strategy. Upcountry Fiber, powered by Blue Ridge Electric and WCTEL. Whether we're studying film before the next game or studying for the classroom, helping players make smart decisions is my job. Upcountry Fiber is a smart decision. Find out how you can add Upcountry Fiber to your home today at upcountryfiber.com. I'm Eddie Bennett. Bennett Equipment is the largest locally owned construction equipment sales and rental company in the upstate. For 21 years, we've supplied equipment that's helped build our communities. Takeuchi Equipment and Attachments are the cornerstone of our business. If you need to make a purchase before year end, we need to talk now. With high demand and low inventories, don't be left out. Call us today or visit us online and remember, when you have equipment needs, buy it or rent it from Bennett. Whether you're a business owner, single investor, or retiree, financial advisor Greg Wales of Kiowee Financial is here to help you plan for your future as your personal financial engineer. Greg uses cutting-edge financial technology to create a meticulous plan that helps you achieve your current investment and financial goals. Schedule your free consultation by calling Greg at 654-5043 or visit Kiowee Financial, located next to Max Drive-In on Pendleton Road in Clemson. Securities and advisory services offered through the Strategic Financial Alliance Incorporated, otherwise unaffiliated with Kiowee Financial. For over 30 years, one family has owned and operated Roto-Rooter, helping thousands of home and business owners like you. That's what they do 24-7, 365, with a real voice to talk to when your plumbing issues become their plumbing issues. Rest easy knowing Roto-Rooter is there for you. Serving the upstate and western North Carolina for over 30 years. 288-7686, rotorooter.com. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And wait no troubles down the drain. It's time for the Mark Childress Show on 105.5 The Roar. Sports from a different angle with national guests and exclusive player and coach interviews. And now, Mark Childress. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Mark Childress Show, Season 3. This is Episode number 66 of the show. Thanks for hanging out with me tonight. I will take you all the way up until 8 o'clock. Tiger Calls. With Coach Sweeney. Don Munson will be there as well. This is one of my favorite shows. I tell you this every week. You're probably hanging out with me because you're waiting on those guys anyway. But uh, one of the best shows of the week. You always pick up uh, interesting tidbits and information and things like that from Coach and Don. So I'm looking forward to that one this evening. i got a couple of guests coming on tonight. 725. I've got Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. We're going to dive into some of these offensive questions around the Clemson Tigers, among other things. And then Fax and Childress joins me at 7.50 tonight. We're going to talk about uh, the NFL and, oh yeah, my Atlanta Braves. We'll be talking plenty of Braves tonight as well. Hey, if you want to get in on the Vibe Broadband phone lines, I will have them open. First segment here, 864-654-7627. That's 864-654-7627 if you want to jump on board. All right, breaking news. If you're just getting in your car, maybe you're uh, after soccer practice or something like that. A couple of pieces of breaking news for the Tigers today. This one uh, surprised me a little bit. Caught me off guard. Junior Clemson safety Joseph Charleston is set to enter the transfer portal. That was confirmed a little bit earlier today. He was not listed on the Clemson depth chart that came out today. And uh, Charleston was listed as unavailable on his last two game day reports. You know, that availability report comes out. 
Uh, if you listen to me on Saturdays on uh, the Tiger Tailgate show, it comes out maybe 90 minutes or so before the game. So it comes out during Tiger Tailgate every week when I'm on there. Um, he was unavailable on the last two game day reports. Uh, 54 snaps this season, seven tackles. He ranked third on the team in tackles last season. He made six starts over 11 games, uh, former four-star. But uh, it's crowded back there. I mean, it's a good problem to have. We don't like to see Joseph Charleston leave. We wish him the best. But uh, Makuba, you know, the freshman, has come in this year and has been starting, has been playing lights out. Mickens has been back there as well. A couple of interceptions this year, I believe, for Mickens. Uh, Venables had a big interception against Syracuse. And, of course, Nolan Turner, super senior, 60-year Nolan Turner, It's not a lot of uh, playing time back there. So Joseph Charleston has evidently decided he wanted to continue his college football career elsewhere. So, again, that one caught me a little bit off guard today in case you had not heard that yet. Also, in the NFL, and I like this, former Clemson receiver Deion Kane is back on an NFL roster. It was announced that he's signing with the practice squad for the Philadelphia Eagles earlier today. He was last, if you remember, on a roster with the Ravens a little bit earlier this year. Uh, before getting waived after going on injured reserve um, because he had some concussion-related issues. And if you remember, he was drafted in the sixth round back in 2018 by the Colts, tore his ACL in his first training camp. So it's really been uh, it's really been injuries for him, I think, that has kept him off the field the most. And, of course, he spent a little bit of time with the Steelers in 2019. Um, five catches for 72 yards with them. He had four for 52 yards with the Indianapolis Colts. So some interesting stuff, uh, breaking news-wise, earlier today on both of those fronts. So wanted to make sure that you were caught up on that. Also, Tony Elliott, press conference today, was asked all kinds of questions. There were a couple of things that he said that stuck out to me just a little bit. One of them um, was they're trying to take some pressure off of him by getting him in a better play call in certain situations is what uh, Tony Elliott had to say. But there were a couple of questions asked that were interesting. One, there were some players on Friday night that were saying that Tony Elliott hasn't been opening up the playbook all the way, that he's been keeping his scale down a little bit. And he was asked directly about that. And here's what he had to say. It's the same playbook. This comes straight from Tony Elliott. It's the same playbook for the most part. Obviously, each week the passing game is going to be different. Syracuse was different from the standpoint that they were going to play. He said they were playing uh, starting three safety, and they dropped down the middle guy. They play cover four. They were going to give you the hitches. They were going to give you the short stuff. The corners were going to bail. Or they were going to have a spy player or a rat in the middle of the field. So then you have to go to the outside. We saw a lot of passes out there. We got some one-on-ones. First play of the game. Called a run to an RPO. They had a defender overhanging. A lot of the same type things that he's been saying, but it was interesting that he didn't really comment, I feel like, on opening up the playbook. He got down into some of the weeds as kind of some details around maybe why he hasn't opened it up. And again, we've seen this the last couple of weeks where I feel like the coaching staff is saying maybe we're not opening up the playbook as much because we're having so much trouble running even the fundamentals, right? Even the fundamentals are having a hard time going on. They also asked about Pumachan, right? We saw Tyson Pumachan come in, got to play. But basically, Tony Elliott, paraphrased, doesn't want to disrupt what's going on with DJ. 
And he said DJ's doing well and is continuing, continuing to improve week to week. And it's this right here. I guess it's these two areas right here where I feel like fans are getting very frustrated. I don't know what it is that you want Tony Elliott to say, but he's not saying it. I don't know if you want Tyson Pumachan in the game. It doesn't look like he's coming in. Again, they said they wanted to put a little package together for him. Maybe we'll see him again against Pitt. But I thought it was interesting that uh, I feel like, I don't want to say same old, same old, but questions were answered the same way this week. I felt like that they were asked the week before. And I found that interesting. Also, another piece of news, uh, this is the best part, right? I mean, Andrew Booth Jr. did not play against Syracuse. Fred Davis did not play against Syracuse. Booth especially was sorely missed against the Orange. And again, the defense played very well. But uh, Venable saying today, Andrew Booth and Fred Davis are both back at practice. That's important. Need to have both those guys this weekend. I mean, Pitt and Kenny Pickett, they like to throw the ball all over the lot. They're going to throw the ball a bunch. So having our full secondary back there, I think, is very important this week. And speaking of, on Saturday, are you confident? Are you feeling good? Pitt ranked in the top 25. Clemson is not. I don't think anyone would have predicted that before the season began. Kickoff at 3.30 this Saturday. Pitt is favored by three and a half points. I don't think anyone would have guessed that Clemson would not be a favorite in this game. Last time they were not a favorite in an ACC game, Lamar Jackson versus Deshaun Watson back in 2016. What a game that was. Man, if this game's half as good as that one, we'll have a lot of fun. Now, Walt, in the last show, and again, Walt knows his stuff. I know that he does. And Walt's kind of saying, hey, we need to get more aggressive. You need to take the chains off of DJ, right? If everyone's kind of saying, hey, we haven't opened up the playbook yet and we're really struggling, Walt, I felt like, was saying earlier, hey, it's time to open up the playbook. It's time to really let DJ start throwing the ball a lot more, not be so conservative. Let's get crazy to try to hang with Pitt. It's an interesting approach. I personally would take the exact opposite, and I'm curious what you think. I am. And if you want to jump on the phone line, 654-7627, you're welcome to. I think the Tigers need to do to pit what a number of teams have tried to do to the Tigers over the last five or six years. And let me explain. Play keep away. Run the football. It's the one thing that is improving week to week. We've got running backs now. Pace has been playing a couple of games. You've got Mafa's got a couple of games under his belt. We have been improving the way that we're running the football. Why not put an extra blocker in there and just start to pound the rock? Why not? It seems like the offensive line does better in run blocking than pass blocking so far. And then you keep the ball out of Pickett's hands. How many times have we seen Virginia Tech did this? Was it last year or two years ago? Where Virginia Tech literally stood in the huddle for 35 seconds of the 40-second clock and would snap it with one second on the clock again and again. And at halftime, a game they were completely mismatched in, they were hanging right with the Tigers. Now, the Tigers got a couple of big plays early in the second half and blew it open, and then it was over. And again, this is not a mismatch of that size. But why not try and win the possession battle and commit to doing one thing? We're talking about an identity crisis for the offense, for Clemson, 
Maybe this is a way to establish an identity. And the biggest game of the year. To me, this is the one that Clemson has the biggest shot of not coming out victorious in between now and the end of the year. So we'll see how it goes. All right, hey, let's go to the phone lines. Caller, what's going on? Hey, uh, not too much. What is on your mind, you know, sir? What are, you, what are you thinking about what the Tigers should do this Saturday? <laughs> I think they should win. But <laughs> I, was going, I was going to uh, uh, Elliot's comments after the game on Friday. Yep. He was asked a question about uh, coach. When things get tough, uh, three and four, three and six, do y'all have uh, plays that you can call that are going to get the first down? His answer should have said, immediately should have said, yes, we do. We've got the manpower. We've got the coaching staff. We've got the game plan to get it done. But he didn't. He merely milked around and said, if we do this, if we everything meshes together, if we do all this, yes. That's my biggest, that's, that's what kind of confidence do you got in your players if you don't say they can get it done? Another thing he said on Friday, another thing he said on Friday was uh, somebody said uh, that was a pretty good uh, two-minute drive uh, DJ did at the end of the uh, first half. And he goes, yeah, it really was. And uh, we're, DJ's coming along. He's improving. Um, he, uh, second week in a row, no turnovers. And then he went on, he said some other stuff, but then he went on and said he is doing a good job of managing the game. Okay? Do you think when Dabo and Elliot went out to Southern California and recruited DJ, they sat down in his living room and said, hey, look, we want you to come to Clemson and win a national championship like a freshman uh, Trevor Lawrence did and whipped Alabama up and down the field. We want you to be that quarterback. We want you to come out to Clemson and be the quarterback that Deshaun Watson was that took Clemson against Alabama in one minute and 26 seconds and beat them on the last second of the game. That's the quarterback yep. we're looking for. Or do, you, or do you think they said, hey, we want you to come out and be a game manager? Well, we know that they didn't ask him to come out and be a game manager, but, you know, it's interesting that you bring this up. And, hey, uh, and thanks for the call, man. I'm going to let you drop. We've got to get to commercial here in just a second, but I do want to answer your, uh, your questions, and I think those are some really good ones. And this is a conversation that I had with, uh, with my son and some other folks over the weekend is I feel like that DJ's role right now is to be a game manager. And in many ways, he's doing a really good job of that. He's not turning the football over, and I'm knocking on wood, right, as I'm saying it. Last couple of games, hasn't been turning the football over, hasn't been putting the defense in a short field because of things like that. And he, I feel like he's making better decisions than he has in the past, but they're very safe decisions. So I'm, I would have a hard time arguing with that right now. Now, is that all on DJ? No, it's not. I mean, they talked in the press conference today that there's a lot of drops from the wide receivers going on right now. And there are. Both Dabo and Tony, you know, over the course of the last couple of days in their different media outings, have both said that they feel like DJ's playing better week to week. And there's a lot of really good things that they're seeing about him. Now, I don't feel like those are coaches that usually just give lip service. I can't imagine they're saying in the press, hey, we're happy with DJ. And then behind the scenes, hey, we're not happy with you. 
I don't think they're happy with the offense overall. But I think that DJ's doing a lot of really good things. But, again, that's hard to, to argue with. And this was the week where I kind of said it's put-up-or-shut-up time for the offense. I've been defending him on here on my show every week so far this season, saying give it time. It's going to get better. You guys just wait. we got to believe in what Coach Dabo's saying, what Tony Elliott's saying. And I still believe in what those guys are saying. But I do not think this is going to suddenly turn into an even close-to-elite offense overnight. I think it is what it is. And the offense is in really bad shape right now. I think that DJ is going to continue to be in that game manager role. And the defense may very well be good enough to win all the rest of the games this season. Pitt hasn't played a team that is even close to having the defense that the Tigers have. Last time the Tigers played against Pitt, Kenny Pickett had all kinds of trouble. I believe four interceptions. A lot of difficulties. You know Venables can dial it up when he needs to. And the talent's there on the defensive side. Even though you're missing your two defensive tackles, I was more worried about that against a team like Syracuse that runs the ball 800,000 times a game than I am about Pitt, who's going to throw it a ton. So I think there is an opportunity to still win this game this weekend without DJ throwing for 387 yards and five touchdowns. Now, it would be great if he did it, but I think that that the way to get there is maybe, ironically enough, going opposite of what I feel like everyone else is saying, including Waltz, and maybe you get even more conservative this week. And by that, I mean run the football even more than you've been doing. I feel like the best drives... The best chunk plays that the Tigers would put together where they'd have three or four decent plays in a row was when they were running the football. And that's going to open it up even more for DJ. If you can take the opening kickoff against Pitt and go seven-minute drive and get points on the other end, that's keeping Kenny Pickett off the football field. And I think this weekend, unfortunately, and we haven't had to say it in however many years, that is the key for the Tigers winning, not, hey, make the offense better and let's win in a shootout. Clemson's not winning this game 38-35. Clemson could win this game 21-17 to because Kenny Pickett was only on the field for 21 minutes of the 60-minute football game. That's going to be interesting to watch. And we'll talk about, more about that coming up here in just a second. Next segment. In fact, you know what? That's how I'll start off the next segment. I'm bringing on my good buddy Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. We'll talk with him. Get his feedback on what he thinks the Tigers need to do to beat Pitt this weekend and what he thinks about DJ and where he's headed right now. This is the Mark Childress Show. Hi, this is Jeff with the Pound Cake Man in Clemson. Now that school is back in session, it's time to get ready for fall sports and tailgating. And the perfect ending for your meal is a tasty made-from-scratch pound cake from the Pound Cake Man. We've got over 80 different flavors to choose from in whole cakes or cupcakes, regular, gluten-free, or dairy-free. We also offer free delivery anywhere in the Clemson area so we can surprise a student or office on a special occasion. Check out our bakery on Old Greenville Highway in Clemson or our website, lbcakes.com. Order online or give us a call. The Pound Cake Man, just delicious. Face it, local drives our economy. Shop local, eat local, locally grown, locally sourced. What about local expertise? At Allstate, Stephen Fisher is just that, a local. Contact Clemson Allstate Agency, Stephen Fisher, so he can help you with protection that's right for you and the things you love most. Allstate, are you in good hands? Stephen Fisher Allstate, above Kite Hill Brewing in Patrick Square, 144 Thomas Green Boulevard, Suite 234, 643-2895. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. 
We hope you never have to experience water, fire, or mold damage to your commercial or residential property. But if you do, Service Master of Easley is here for you and ready to work with 24-hour emergency service. They don't stop there. They can also mitigate smoke and odors, making your home livable again and your company open for business fast. As fully licensed contractors, Service Master of Easley knows what to do when you don't. For all your water, fire, and mold restoration needs, call Service Master of Easley at 864-855-2373. When the unexpected happens and you need legal advice on how to move forward, Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, is here to help. Nick is a former state prosecutor and has been fighting for Tiger fans like you for over 20 years. Maybe you were hurt on the job or in a car accident, charged criminally, or need help with a real estate closing. Visit nicklaverylaw.com for more information and call 864-654-3680 to schedule your free consultation. 864-654-3680. Go Tigers! Granger Nissan of Anderson is not only home of the lifetime warranty, but the winner of the Nissan Award of Excellence for three years in a row. Granger Nissan is here to serve the upstate with excellent service and competitive pricing. With the largest selections of Nissans in the upstate, Granger Nissan is sure to have what you need in stock and ready to drive off the lot today. Granger Nissan of Anderson at 3510 Clemson Boulevard, only 25 miles from Greenville, and always online at GrangerNissanOfAnderson.com. You're looking for a new car and have browsed online at a few dealerships, but they want your information before they'll show you the price. That's frustrating. Experience the difference at Edwards Ford and Walhalla with Trade Assist. Straightforward pricing, the best customer service, and even free new car delivery right to your door. Doing business the right way for over 60 years? Visit Edwards Ford at 3440 Blue Ridge Boulevard in Walhalla and online at edwardsfordllc.com. Get 0 for 72 on a new F-150 at Fairway Ford. That's right. For a limited time, get 0% financing for 72 months on new 2021 Ford F-150 pickups. While they're still available, choose from in-stock trucks and get 0 for 72 or special order your new 2021 F-150 and lock in 0 for 72 for when it's delivered. Don't miss the best deals of the year on in-stock and special order F-150s today at Fairway Ford, where we're always open at fairwayford.com. When it's time to replace your roof, there are so many things to consider. From the type of roof you have to the many types and styles of shingles. Gillstrap Roofing understands how each part of a roofing system works together to give you a beautiful and watertight barrier. Don't trust the one thing that really protects your home to just anyone. Gillstrap Roofing has been covering the upstate for four generations. Proven, experienced roofers for your home or business. Gillstrap Roofing, 269-1232. Want more ACC sports and want to hear from some really cool guests? Kelly Gramlich here. Check out my new podcast with Eric McLean. Gramlich and McLean, available anywhere you get your podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Sleep tight and don't let the bed bugs bite. That was once just a nursery rhyme, but not so much anymore. Now you can find them just about everywhere, from homes to hotels to even hospitals. At Clark's, we will find the bed bugs and present a plan to eliminate those nightmarish creatures. If you suspect that you have bed bugs, give us a call and set up a free estimate. And don't forget, we have one of the best pest and termite control programs in the business. Call us at 864-233-2847 or visit us at clarkspest.com today. Fried chicken, just like mama makes. Seafood, platters, and fresh fried oysters, not to mention our famous lizard dinner. No kidding. Who serves up all this deliciousness? The Chicken Basket. That's who. 226-3242. Highway 24, Anderson. 
Hey, if you bleed orange and purple, we're your flagship station for Clemson Athletics. You're listening to 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Only in America, folks. Where every day is game day. Welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show every Monday night from 7 to 8, taking you right up to the top of the hour. We're Coach Dabo Sweeney, the voice of Clemson football. Don Munson will join us for Tiger Calls. Looking forward to that one tonight. But right now, we'll go to the Vibe Broadband phone lines. My good buddy Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. Lawton, how's your Monday been, my friend? Mark, it's been a good one, man, but busy. You know how it is this time of year. I mean, I think everybody's obviously still sort of stunned at this point, given the fact that you're halfway through the, the schedule and still seeing the same kind of struggles from Clemson's offense. Yeah, you know, I made some notes that I wanted to talk about, uh, Lawton, and I want to ask you about what you feel like the Tigers need to do on offense against Pitt here in just a minute, and score more points is not the uh, is not the answer. I'll explain in a second. But I had written something down here, and oddly enough, I got a caller that brought up the same exact point, and it was, is DJ Ui Ungalale now a game manager as a quarterback? And I feel like, especially in the second half of a lot of these games recently, that Clemson has gotten uber conservative on the play calling, and DJ has not been putting any balls into any type of difficult situations, meaning I feel like he is very focused on not turning the football over, which is a really good thing, right? And there are teams in both college and the pros that have had success doing that over the years. And it occurred to me after watching on Friday night, especially the second half, that that's kind of where I feel like Clemson might be at right now. And then the caller you know, called in and kind of said he was getting the same vibe. You think there's anything to something like this that maybe we're looking at it the wrong way and, ex- and instead of expecting Clemson to be more explosive, maybe Clemson's playing possum a little bit and just saying, hey, let's make sure we don't put our defense in really difficult situations and they can win the rest of the games this season for us. Well, you know, if you if you flash back to that Georgia game in the opener, again, I, I don't know that the mindset coming in was that that's what Clemson had to be this year. But, you know, if they're going to win this game against Pitt, I think you've got to have a stellar defensive performance. And even given their results offensively against Clemson, which was just a three-point field goal, Georgia's still one of the top 15 teams in the country, I think, in scoring right now, up to like 38, 39 points per game. So... When you look at it, and you know what Pitt's going to do offensively, I think that Clemson's going to have to win the game with their defense, and that would entail this Clemson Tiger offense not putting them in bad spots, right? So if the question is, in order to win this ball game, what does Clemson have to do offensively, it may just be kind of continue to protect the football, don't turn it over, don't put your, your defense you know, in a negative situation where they've got a short field to defend, make your opponent work for every point that they get, and we all know what Pitt's done offensively this year, averaging nearly 50 points a ball game right now, which is still kind of absurd given the fact that Pat Narduzzi, is, his teams have not typically been known to be this productive offensively. All that on the table and, and being said, you know, I, I don't know that the mindset hasn't had this shift because of the injuries that Debo Sweeney's alluded to up front on the offensive line. And, you know, it just does feel like Clemson and, and maybe even more so DJ isn't willing, as you said, to kind of put the ball in harm's way right now. 
Yeah, you know, that's uh, interesting. You know, Walt was on before me, and he was talking about how the Tigers need to find a way. And, and maybe I feel like Walt and I are looking at it at the exact opposite, right? Walt's saying open up the playbook, let DJ throw it, take more risks, try to get something going, try to juice this offense because the only way we're going to be, beat Pitt is if we score 35, 40 points. I'm really starting to lean in the other direction. I'm saying, why don't you leave one of those wide receivers on the sideline, bring in a big body, and why don't you start pounding the football? And why don't you do to Clemson what so many teams have tried, or do to Pitt, what so many teams have tried to do to Clemson over the last couple of years, which is, hey, we're going to start taking as much clock as we can. If we could have a 14-play, eight-minute drive two or three times in this game, we'll be right in it at the end, and we could win this thing. That's where I feel like Clemson has the best chance of beating Pitt. What say you? Well, I think, first off, I want to see DJ get more involved in the run game, whether that's keeping it on the zone read or even yeah. with some of those power uh, runs that Clemson's had because they seem to be pretty productive. Plus, they give you that additional hat in the box. And pretty much anybody that you know covers college football or, or schemes up on offense will look at DJ's body and say, listen, if you feel like he's having trouble in between his ears, you know, this is just a mental block for DJ right now. Because, look, in, in fairness, because you know, there's some people out there, Mark, they'll say, why in the world did everybody think so much about DJ coming into this season? Well, I'll tell you, two games against Boston College and Notre Dame, he threw for 781 yards, four touchdowns, and no six. <laughs> yeah. And everybody was like, whoa, look at this. The next, you know, it's the new Trevor Lawrence. It's the revamped version, you know? And, and so I think rightfully so, coming into the year, he had all these accolades. Well, he's barely thrown for more than that now. I think he's at like 900 and some odd yards passing four touchdowns and three interceptions on the season. So it's not like that's worked out like you thought it would, right? So I think if you're going to talk about a DJ who's maybe not quite right between his ears right now, and part of that's probably coming from the fact that he was sacked seven times against Georgia, but he's feeling the heat of the offensive line and injured, and and they're, they're having to rotate through a number of guys, including getting Mason Trotter in there this past Saturday because of the COVID situation with Hunter Rayburn. I mean, you go on and on and on. And Clemson's been fortunate, too. Like, since 2014-2015, they had a great run, not just of success on the field, but they've avoided some key injuries. They kind of had things work out. You know, if you were a betting man, eventually it's going to catch up with you. And so, from that standpoint, I'd like to see DJ, honestly, Mark, if he's not confident throwing the ball down the field, be more involved in the run game. And, I, I, you know, I was surprised we didn't see more of it this past Saturday. I don't know what that's about, but uh, hopefully we will see it you know, down the road because I think it's key. At this point, I've already told my listeners, listen, I can't pick Clemson to score more than 27, 28 points in a game. At, right now, I feel comfortable with it. I mean, they got to kick through the door like the Kool-Aid man. they got to bust down the wall. It's like 31, <laughs> 35 before you're going to have me saying that that's the type you know, output we're going to see from this offense. Is Kool-Aid Man the new nickname for DJ? Is that where you're going with this? I, I don't know. The, the, the Kool-Aid kid down in Alabama, <laughs> but Kenstry might not like it. So maybe we can't go there. I like... I like Kool-Aid Kid better than Kool-Aid Man. So as we continue on with Lawton Swan from Clemson, uh, from Clemson Sports Talk, so I, I feel like you're kind of leaning in the direction that I'm being, and we're almost both being a proponent of this Clemson offense, maybe being even more conservative than they've been before, or maybe picking a lane. I feel like instead of, hey, we're going to run some, and I felt like there were some drives in the Syracuse game where – you know, Clemson would run the football successfully for three or four plays in a row, and then they'd come out and throw it two or three straight times. And again, I'm not cracking on Tony Elliott, but 
it's going to be hard to establish an identity if you don't lean one way or the other, right? So to me, it's, hey, let's just decide we're going to go up and pound Pitts, who I do not think has a fantastic defense, and try to work as much clock as we can and win this football game. Well, when you look at some of the issues they've been dealing with, and Davos when he alluded to it, I think it was in his Sunday teleconference, you know, the third play of the ball game, I think it's a little screen pass to David Allen that all paper when you look at it in the way it worked out, it looked terrible. But the reality is, Joe Joe didn't block anybody. And Devin Smith said, look, our problems are yeah. 100% technical at this point. And I asked DJ flat out after the game, you know, do those things compound themselves because all of a sudden you're like a golfer, right? Like if you've been shanking the ball and all of a sudden you get it straightened out, you get into a tournament, and then first, you know, the first stroke off the tee box, you shank a ball. Does it get into your head faster because you've already had that mm. issue in the past? And he seems to kind of, you know, but he's he, he's kind of a cool guy, kind of laid back. He sort of threw it off like, no, that's a part of the game. It happens. But I almost wonder, Mark, if the fundamental things, the technical things, the drop balls, the missed passes, just the little things that Clemson is doing isn't more so for maybe everybody just compounded by the fact that it's continued to fester on throughout the the calendar year. I think if they can just hit on, I do believe this, I think if they could just hit on a couple of big plays, a couple of plays that sort of make you feel really good about yourself, that I think you could see them opening things up. The problem is you're halfway through the schedule and you haven't done it. You haven't had that big play where you go, there you go, that's what we're accustomed to seeing. I think because you haven't had it, I think the entire offense right now is sort of shell shot from just what happens on you know play in and play out. And I think you see a little bit of that from Tony Elliott. As a matter of fact, I told William Qualkenbush earlier this week, I said, Qual, you know what I would love to see? I would like a Tony Elliott cam. I would like to see Tony Elliott the whole game because I think you could read his emotions on what he's feeling that this offense has just by being able to watch him the whole time. Yeah, as we're uh, starting to wrap things up with Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. Yeah, a lot of really interesting things here, um, for sure. I feel like this defense is long overdue for a pick six or a scoop and score or something like that, as well as they played this season. The fact they haven't been able to put points on the board. They intercepted Pickett, I believe, four times the last last time these two teams played. And I know that Kenny Pickett has improved since then, and maybe Pitt has improved. I still think they played a bunch of tomato cans so far, right? And it's really hard to tell if they're as good as people say that they are. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, to see what happens on Saturday for sure. Hey, before you get out of here, I was very much caught off guard about an hour before I went on the air that Joseph Charleston entered the transfer portal. Again, it's a very crowded and really good set of safeties that the Tigers have right now and set of young safeties, right? It's not like they're going to all be leaving next year like Nolan Turner will be. Um, were you kind of caught off guard by Charleston leaving today? A little bit. I mean, he, he hasn't really been active in the past couple of rosters. I, I think I mean, you know, he's played sparingly, but you know, you've got a kid like Andrew Makuba who's come in and started playing so well. I think the coaching staff likes Mickens too. And I mean, listen, depth is a big deal. But you know, I also I, I'm not a huge portal guy. I think a lot of people aren't at this point, especially at Clemson, because it seems only portal one way, which is out. But <laughs> when you look at college football, I, I do wonder how much of the portal process now will come down to players who either A, are getting a lack of playing time, which might not have been a huge deal, until you factor in NILs and the potential to maybe go somewhere else and start. And, man, I don't care if i got to go you know, get a free burrito 
hey, if I'm a college kid, I was living off ramen noodles back in the day. Uh, you know, whatever deals are available. So, you know, I'm not surprised. I think you're going to continue to see it. I, I hate to see it for Joseph Charleston. I think he's a heck of a football player. I just, you know, understand that that's the nature of the game that we're dealing with in this day and age, but certainly caught off guard. But at this point, Mark, I mean, with the way the portal works, if you hear another one tomorrow, it's not like you feel like your hair was sewn to the carpet. Didn't I see uh, going into the Syracuse game that Clemson was down like nine or ten players? You know, instead of being able to send as many as they wanted up there, they were down like nine or ten scholarship players. That's an additional one on top of this. You're starting a little bit to run out of bodies, aren't you? Between injuries and transfers out? Well, look, I mean, that's the nature of this game at this point. I mean, for Clemson, the injuries are something you really can't control, and the portal is as wide open as we've ever seen it. I mean, just with the way guys can, you know, freely move about the country. And I think too, though, the other thing I think has affected it more so maybe than we've ever seen before is what happened with COVID nineteen a year ago and guys getting an extra season. So right. there's some log jams around the country at certain position groups, et cetera. I'm not saying that's exactly what's happened here, but you just mentioned, you know, you just mentioned the fact that Nolan Turner is still a part of this team and, and wouldn't have been otherwise. So, you know, that's another thing to sort of factor in, although Nolan hadn't been healthy the entire year. I mean, those are roster spots. Those are snaps that go elsewhere for some yeah. of these younger guys that probably when they came to campus thought they'd be playing a lot sooner. Yeah, interesting stuff all around. Uh, Lon, before you get out of here uh, on Clemson Sports Talk this week, what kind of content you got planned for us? Man, obviously today's a big day, getting a chance to hear from Tony Elliott and Brent Venables after they watch the film. So we got that coming up. Plus, you know, basketball season's right around the bend. We had the ACC tip-off last week. We yep. got some news and notes on the Clemson Hoops front. So all that and more over there, man. I always appreciate you uh, having me on there, your show, and keep up the great work. I know Tiger fans are tuned in, getting set for uh, Dabo Swinney's call-in show here in a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Lawton, always a kick talking to you, man. Thanks for making some time for me. Hey, buddy. Hey, Faxon was incredible the other day, too. I appreciate you getting him on the show. Oh, no problem, man. He'll And what a great segue by you, my friend, because he'll be joining me next segment as well. Lawton, thanks a bunch, buddy. We'll talk soon. Lawton Swan from... Yep, Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. Always great having him on board. And, man, I feel like we're agreeing just a little bit. I mean, we're all frustrated, right, with the offensive performance so far. Tigers can still win this game against Pitt. And I feel like I'm the only one pointing one direction, and Lawton's kind of half pointing over that direction, which is maybe just getting more committed to the run is the way to beat Pitt. Keep Kenny Pickett off the field. Play keep away. Do not let him throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns. Now, with this Clemson defense, I don't think he's going to do that anyway. I think Kenny Pickett is fantastic, NFL-quality quarterback. He has the ability to put up a ton of points. He also hasn't seen a defense anywhere close to what Clemson is going to be bringing on Saturday. So if you can limit the number of possessions that he gets in that ball game, it helps everybody. It'll be interesting to watch. All right, coming up next segment, we're going to talk a little bit more Clemson football, but we're talking about my Atlanta Braves 2-0 and against the Dodgers and the NLCS with Game 3 coming up very shortly, right? That game's going to be tomorrow night. We'll talk a little Braves with Faxon Childress. We'll also talk a little NFL coming up after this. This is the Mark Childress Show. Ball has
has finally arrived. Football games, flannels, and that pumpkin spice latte that you spilled on your carpet. Oops, you know who to call. Only Zero Res cleans carpet, upholstery, rugs, and using more patented technology and ZR water. Not harsh chemicals and no sticky soap residues left behind. Get three rooms of carpet clean for $129 and mention my name, Mickey, at the Roar for a hallway clean for free. Call 864-558-7300 or visit online at ZeroResGreenville.com. Zero Res, the right way to clean. The Clemson Tigers are all in. Are you... For the first time in ACC history, the Clemson Tigers are going on the road to Pennsylvania to take on the Pitt Panthers. Making their way into Heinz Field, the Tigers are looking to take down the Panthers and continue their chase to Charlotte. Each broadcast begins three hours before kickoff with the Tiger Tailgate Show. Catch it all right here on the Clemson Athletic Properties Network. We're your home for sports across the upstate. 105.5 and 97.5. The Roar. Welcome to the Nothing goes better with movie, game, or family night than a Moe's meal kit. Well, maybe our famous queso. But don't worry, it comes in every kit. With your choice of premium proteins and fresh ingredients, our nacho, taco, and fajita kits will silence even the pickiest of eaters. Plus, there's no dish duty. Because when you've had a hard day, Moe's meal kits make it an easy night. Order through Moe's.com or the Moe's app. Welcome to Moe's! Big panoramic views call for big doors and windows. At Reeves Building Supply in Clayton, Georgia, and Highlands Doors and Windows in North Carolina, we offer panda doors and windows for big, beautiful views through every season. Bring the outdoor in with Panda's energy-efficient, barefoot-friendly sill. Just a short drive from anywhere in the upstate. Reeves Ace Hardware's in-house millwork specialists, designers, are here to help from idea to final service. Visit Reeves Ace Hardware in Clayton, Georgia, or Highlands, North Carolina, or online at ReevesAceHardware.com. Get 0 for 72 on a new F-150 at Fairway Ford. That's right. For a limited time, get 0% financing for 72 months on new 2021 Ford F-150 pickups. While they're still available, choose from in-stock trucks and get 0 for 72 or special order your new 2021 F-150 and lock in 0 for 72 for when it's delivered. Don't miss the best deals of the year on in-stock and special order F-150s today at Fairway Ford, where we're always open at fairwayford.com. Edwards Ford in Wahala wants to invite you to check out their inventory, chat with a service technician, or do a free trade-in evaluation on your current vehicle. Edwards Ford's number one priority is top customer satisfaction and honesty. Edwards Ford offers big store expertise with mom-and-pop values, doing business the right way for over 60 years. Shop for your next new or pre-owned vehicle at Edwards Ford and experience the difference. 3440 Blue Ridge Boulevard in Wahala and online at EdwardsFordLLC.com. For seven years running, Diamonds and Gold Direct has been named Anderson's Best Jewelry Store. From a vast collection of engagement rings to their designer collection, Diamonds and Gold Direct has earned third place as Anderson's Best. So stop in and see what makes Diamonds and Gold Direct your favorite jeweler. Diamonds and Gold Direct, Anderson's Best Jewelry Store, Main Street, across from the mall. Diamonds and Gold Direct, we're your diamond source. Trent Smith and his team at Coldwell Banker Exclusive Realty and Management know the importance of your property and meeting an expert there along the way. We pride ourselves on property management and investment and want to pass along that knowledge to you. Do not be in the dark about your property management and investment. Schedule your appointment with Coldwell Banker Exclusive Realty and Management at 864-225-3788. Trent also offers coaching on real estate investment. 
When your vehicle suffers a mishap, be it an accident, a door dent, or a hailstorm, take it to the George Coleman Ford Collision Center. It's just like their sales and service I've told you about. The same family, the same rated online reviews, the same integrity. It doesn't matter whether you're paying for it or insurance is. The George Coleman Ford Collision Center offers dent, collision, and glass repairs and has a full-service mechanic. No added fees and 100% guaranteed. Call 610-2655. You'll thank me later. Times are tough, and with uncertainty comes fear of the unknown. Whether you're a business owner, single investor, or retiree, KOE Financial in Clemson is here to help alleviate your worries with guided financial advising services that are thorough, educational, and consistent. Plan for your future through investments, insurance options, and financial planning services to help you fulfill your most valued goals. Schedule your free consultation at 654-5043. Securities and advisory services offered through the Strategic Financial Alliance Incorporated, otherwise unaffiliated with KOE Financial. A lot has happened since 1963, including a load of bugs exterminated by Clark's Termite and Pest Control's team of professionals. Termites, roaches, and mosquitoes are at the top of our hit list, but we also remove ticks, fleas, and ants as well. Let us find the solution that's right for your home. Call us at 864-233-2847 or visit us at clarkspest.com. That's clarkspest.com to get rid of termites, roaches, mosquitoes, fleas, ants, and ticks from your yard and home. Get your free quote today. No one plans a plumbing problem. Lucky for you, Roto-Rooter is there 24-7, 365. Just like they have been for over 30 years. Locally owned by proud Clemson alumni. They'll handle anything. Plumbing inside or out, home or business, from sinks to disposals to septic tanks. They are the experts. Serving the upstate and western North Carolina. Call 288-7686 or online at rotorooter.com. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And away go troubles down the drain. Go ahead, tell us what's on your mind. Ah! Go on, tell us what you're thinking about. Ah! Go on, tell us how it makes you feel. Ah! Taking your calls on the Vibe Broadband phone lines all day. You're listening to 105.5 and 97.5, The Roar, where every day is game day. Welcome back in. Final segment of the Mark Childress Show, taking you up to Tiger Calls with Coach Dabo Sweeney, the voice of Clemson football, Don Munson. All right, Faxon Childress is going to be joining here in just a minute. And it says I've got a caller on the line. His name's Walt. I'm not sure this person's ever called me before. Uh, can we bring Walt onto the phone? Mr. Deptula, man, this is an honor. What's going on? Mark, how are you? I'm doing good. Are you calling me because you think I'm crazy about my Clemson slowing things down theory against Pitt? I figured you were. I almost called you when I heard you talking about the opposite on your show. So I'll call you next time. Well, yeah, you know, look, here, I like your master plan, but here's the problem with it. Pitt's defensive numbers are actually right behind Clemson's lead. Pitt's giving up yards to carry. So Clemson, you know, if, if Clemson had Sean Tucker in the backfield and established offensive line, yeah. maybe. But I, I just don't see any way you're lining up and just running the ball on that. I, I don't I don't think that's gonna work at all. And my my dilemma, Mark, is in the Boston College and Syracuse games, you played two quarterbacks who can't throw a forward pass and Dennis Grissell and, and Schrader. Now you're facing a guy who's in Heisman Trophy contention who's playing out of his mind. And I just don't think 14 or 17 points is going to be nearly enough to win because, you know, those teams scored that many points. This guy's going to put 28, 31 points up on you. 
And if you want to win the game, I just don't think you're going to be able to do it the way you've played the past couple games. Now, I'm not saying that if you are aggressive with DJ and you sort of take the training wheels off him, that that's going to win you the game either. But I just don't think that conservative philosophy where you've barely gotten by because the other team botched a snap and because they missed a field goal and you converted a fake punt, I just don't think that's going to give you enough points to beat this Pittsburgh team at the end of the game. It's going to be interesting to watch. I mean, if you're telling me that you feel like Clemson's got to score 28, 30 points to beat Pitt, then I have grave concerns about Saturday. And this is the one game remaining on the schedule that I'm the most worried about. But if Clemson's got to have their best performance of the season offensively, you feel like to win this game, I, I'm worried. Yeah, I am too. I honestly, honestly, Mark, I don't think it's going to go well. I, I don't. I just haven't seen enough from this team offensively to think they can beat a Pittsburgh team that can just flat out score. Whatever Pittsburgh is, they can score and they can stop the run. And yeah, I'm 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 very concerned about this game. I. I you know, I think that uh, it's going to be a real challenge. So, but I, so the, again, I, I, look in theory. In theory, if they had shown, if Clemson had shown Tucker an established offensive line, I, I think that would be the way to go. And I think they've been trying. What did I lose, Walt? Well, good grief. If we brought, if you got Faxon on there, and then uh, why don't you bring Faxon on? I can bring Walt back in if he dials back in. If Walt yeah. comes back in, just put him back on and let me know. Is he there? I'm still here. Oh, I'm wow. Yeah, we lost you, Walt. Must have had a bad call or something like that. I, I was going to say this. like These two teams played in November, right? Late November. And Pickett yeah. threw four interceptions. I mean, 22 of 39, 209, two touchdowns, four interceptions. Now, I know he's improved since then. I think this Pitt team is better since then. But Venables has shown that he can rattle this guy a little bit, right? Maybe that can be a factor in the game on Saturday. Maybe, Mark. But, again, I think you're talking about a different level of Kenny Pickett now, a guy who's seen an awful lot of football, who's going yep. through multiple offenses. Remember, he was new to Whipple's offense. Now he's sort of the master of it, and I think it's just an entirely an entirely different guy. And I'm 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 concerned about it. Any way any way they try and approach it, I'm concerned about this game because I just I, I think I think it's going to take twenty eight thirty one points to win, and I just don't know how that offense gets how the Clemson offense gets to that total against Pittsburgh. You know, the one thing is, and I had a couple people text me this; they were sort of wondering. What if Clemson put some early or Pittsburgh put some early game pressure on Clemson? In other words, Clemson falls behind. Does that force Tony Elliott to be more aggressive? Oh, that's interesting. And it might, Mark, because you know the the one thing on this conservative method of playing, Clemson's been able to do it because these other teams haven't gotten away from them. You know, the Grossell, Schrader, there's just not enough offense for those teams. To, to really scare this Clemson defense and or to put any game pressure on the Clemson offense. I think Pittsburgh does have enough, and I think that's the dilemma with the game in general. Yep, hey, I'm going to bring Faxon in, Walt, and he's going to break the tie. Faxon, man, yep. how you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good with the Braves having a 2-0 lead. How are you guys? 
Yeah, no, we're doing good. So Walt's saying, Walt's saying, get more aggressive on Saturday night. I know, I know what he's going to pick, Walt, but I'm setting it up anyway. Like he might actually pick my idea. Walt's saying, get more aggressive on Saturday night against Pitt. I'm saying, get even more conservative. Just really focus on running the football play. Keep away from Kenny Pickett. Try to limit the amount of uh, uh, possessions he gets and things like that. What do you think the Tigers should do on Friday night? Yeah, you got to get more aggressive. And I, this is six games overdue for more aggression on the offense, opening the playbook. Obviously, Pickett and the Pitt offense are high-flying right now. And Pickett's looking like an NFL guy at this point in my eyes. But I feel like going into the game, playing playing that conservative play style and playing keep away, like especially when you're Clemson playing against Pitt, I know that this is a down year for the Tigers, but just from a program caliber perspective, it would be kind of embarrassing. So I'm hoping they open up the playbook and let DJ kind of swing the ball around. <laughs> all right. Well, there it is. Facts and signs with Waltz. I'm not surprised here at all, but I'm okay. I'm all right with that. When they come out Saturday night and win this game 10-3, to you guys will be eating your words. You, you, you watch. Can he pick it to three? That's the best defensive performance of the season. Yeah, oh, I know. I'm just, I'm just teasing with both of you guys. And hey, while I've got you both, real quick, Walt, Walt, you're not a believer in the Braves yet. I mean, Faxon and I are loving the Braves, right? They're up 2-0. I know they were up 2-0 last year, right? Um, they were up 3-1 last year and couldn't hold on. But if you remember, in games 3, 4, and 5 last year, the starters for the Braves were Kyle Wright, Bryce Wilson, and A.J. Yep. Mentor. You've got Charlie Morton going in yep. game 3. If you can find a way to win game 3 or game 4, so much pressure is going to be on the Dodgers. Their pitching yep. rotation is all jacked up. Now they're talking about putting Urias back to game five. Scherzer said after the game that his arm was shot. It just is starting to feel like, yep. for the first time that I can ever remember for the Braves, that all the pieces are falling into place at the right time. Yeah, look, I think that's right. I mean, I've, I'm, I've been impressed with the two games. And look, the I don't care how the Braves won game two. They found a way to win two really tough games against the Dodgers. The only thing I yep. would caution is that we've seen this before. This team won 106 games and beat the Giants for a reason. And yep. they're still very, very dangerous. But I think the Braves have put a lot of serious pressure on the Dodgers now because I, I think the Dodgers have to take all of the games in L.A. It's it's not really realistic to think that they go back to Atlanta and and win both. So I think that there's a lot of pressure on the Dodgers. But you know, as often is the case, Mark, game three, if the Dodgers lose game three, it's completely over. If the Dodgers win game three, now we see whether there's a momentum for the series. Yep, and then in Game 4, the Braves are set up for a bullpen game. Faxon, are you feeling bullish? I mean, yep. I know you and I are both a little gun-shy on the Braves after last year. but uh, And I don't know if you guys heard this, or Walt, if you heard this today, but uh, Rosario you know, hit for the cycle a couple of weeks ago and had put his bat down in... Uh, you know, in the locker room, and they were going to use it as a trophy, right? Like send it to the Hall of Fame or something like that, because he hit the, for the cycle yeah. with it earlier this season. He went down before his at bat in the ninth inning and got that bat. He hadn't touched it since he hit for the cycle. He brought <laughs> it up and brought it out on the field and used it for the walk-off hits. And I, I sent that to Faxon today, and I'm like, this is something like out of a movie script. I've, I'm feeling like things yeah. are starting to fall into place. Faxon, are you a believer yet? Are you still super hesitant? Well, I mean, I'm going to play the role of cautiously optimistic because I did project yeah. the Braves to beat the Brewers last series and was correct in four games as well. 
And I said that I thought the Braves could push. I don't know about beat, but push the Dodgers in this series. Is there a lot to be excited about? Yes. In my lifetime, has this team ever given me something to be excited about and came through on it? No. So I'm not sold just yet because I've literally never seen success. Literally never. It, well, the Braves, uh, you know, Faxon's not the oldest guy in the world. The Braves had never won a uh, playoff series until last year since he had been alive. So he wasn't around for the, the 90s and the early 2000s. So it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm not fully sold on it yet either, but I do feel like we are much better set up to potentially get where we need to get to this year uh, as opposed to where we were last year. So, hey, Walt, man, I'm going to let you drop. Thanks so much for calling, man. we got to yeah. do this more often. Have me on your show sometime soon. We'll, uh, we'll chop it up. Yeah, absolutely. Great talking to you, Mark. Good talking to you, too, Faxon. Good talking to you all. Good stuff. Hey, Fax, before you get out of here, uh, any thoughts on Game 3 tomorrow night? Got about 30 seconds. I think Game 3 tomorrow is a Braves win with Charlie Morton putting in a shift. I think they're going to take a 3-0 lead in LA. Well, that's more than cautiously optimistic. I love the sound of that. Facts and Childress, thanks for a crazy last segment and for hanging out with me. You can catch him on 4th and 16 with Ellis Tolbert tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Coming up next, Tiger Calls with Coach Dabo Sweeney and the voice of Clemson football, Don Munson. This has been the Mark Childress Show. One Security Studios, WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are The Roar, where every day is game day. Presented by ClemsonTigers.com. Brought to you by Coca-Cola and Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Whether you're in the stands, at the tailgate, or in your living room, nothing goes better with football than Coca-Cola and Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Founders Federal Credit Union. Relax with Founders Federal Credit Union. Lending Tree. Shop and compare loans, credit cards, insurance, and more. IPTE. Supporting the success of Clemson student-athletes since 1934. ClemsonTigers.com. Your number one source for all things Clemson Athletics. And now here's your host, Don Munson. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome into Tiger Calls here on a Monday evening. Don Munson and Clemson head football coach Dabo Sweeney with you here on this Monday. We'll be talking a little Clemson football up until 9 o'clock this evening and looking.